Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 216. And today we're going to be talking to a very special guest from the ISTE organization, all about the ISTE Community Leaders Program, something that I was fortunate enough to get involved with last year, spent the entire year immersed in learning, getting a chance to meet amazing friends from around the country and around the globe. And today we're going to talk a little bit about not only what it is, what it can do for you, but also most important, how you can give back as a, by being a volunteer this year at the ISTE conference. I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with an amazing member of our ISTE community. Before we get a chance to talk to our guest today, um, we have a lot of great stuff going on. We are now over a thousand members strong in our teacher cast instructional coaches network. Thank you guys. I'm looking forward to doing some great stuff. And there are lots of good conversations about things like coaching websites, coaching cycles, how to get in, how to work with principals. If you have any questions, head on over to askthetechcoach.com, scroll on down to the bottom and join our instructional coaches network. Ask your questions today. We are looking to get back into doing our webinars. We're even going to be putting together a, a, a probably a bi-monthly, I think that's right, way of saying it twice monthly uh, webinar series and and YouTube video series that we're putting together with some good friends. So look for a lot of great things going on. This is Ask the Tech Coach. If you have any questions, we would love to help you guys out. I got to tell you, it's been the beginning of the year. As we're recording this right now, I've been in school for about two weeks. It's been wonderful. Uh, kids back, some are masked, some are not. Teachers are back, some are masked, some are not. But it has been really, really great seeing things happening. I've been working with fourth graders on Google site projects, working with third graders on spreadsheets. It was awesome working with third graders to make spreadsheets. And as I'm going through and building these, I might be passing them out in our Facebook group. So again, another reason why you want to join our instructional coaching network, get all these freebies that we're passing out and get all the freebies that other people are sharing as well. But I got to tell you, working with my team, working with my teachers, working with my building administration, it has been absolutely great um, to get back into the swing of things. And now here we are. It's going to be a long year. And I am so glad that you guys are along for the ride each and every week on this podcast. My guest today is the Director of Membership and Community at ISTE, where she has the pleasure of building community with educators for five years. She has certainly done a great job. And last year at ISTE, I had the pleasure of meeting her in person for the first time and seeing all the great stuff that she and her staff are doing. I want to bring on my good friend, Miss Lauren Kelly. Lauren, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. Thank you, Jeff. I'm doing well. This is actually my podcast debut, Ooh. very first podcast. So I hope you feel honored. Uh, I certainly feel honored that this is my 
my t- my podcast debut with you. It certainly is. I'm so glad to have you on here. Um, you know, director of membership for community. Obviously, we're going to get into you know what is ISTE, but uh, tell us a little bit about Lauren. How did you how did you come to be a member of the ISTE team? What's what's a little bit about your background these days? Yeah, absolutely. I've always loved online community specifically. I you know grew up in an age of forums online being really big. I found my connections. I found my places that I belonged in online community as a young person. And as I was going through my, you know, education years um, and always wanted to, you know, make community a big part of my career and the opportunity with ISTE just came along. I have always loved education and educators. I've done some work in in education in a couple different ways in the past um just was really excited for the chance to work with this community specifically and it has been such a joy to get to see the ISTE community go through so many iterations over the last couple of years and to really be able to grow with this community well let's talk a little bit about that i have been an ISTE community leader now for a full year and it has been an amazing experience to be able to connect with educators globally and you know many of us listening have been you know the, the term connected educators been around for a long time but but let's just take yesterday for example we had our first cl meeting of the year and i think we went through and i had 10 different national back you know 10 different countries represented all in the same meeting that was awesome i gotta tell you absolutely um, so I, I'm going around a lot of questions now, but what is the ISTE Community Leaders Program? What is the ISTE Community Leaders Group? Absolutely. So we, uh, ISTE, we are a member organization. We have year-round members who belong to ISTE as members, and we, my team, does our best to make sure that we're building a strong community and that all of our members and even our community beyond our year-round members have just all kinds of opportunities to develop professionally, to connect with other educators from around the world. Like you were saying, we're an international organization and really proud to be so. Um, And the Community Leader Program are our super members, our folks who are really engaged, really excited to give back to that community of educators, of folks who love using tech in their classrooms and in their practice and So our community leader program is just really the latest iteration of that year-round volunteer program of superstar community members who come together and collaborate on opportunities for members to advance their practice. One of the things that I love about the program, and I was thinking a lot about this yesterday at our meeting, is it's not just one specific type of educator. Like, it's not only instructional coaches. It's not only administrators. It's not only – I mean, it really is a community of everybody from literally around the globe. Talk to me a little bit about how that comes to be. I mean, how do you grow a membership? I know you said you've got a lot of background in this. You've been doing this for a long time for ISTE, but how does one build a community that is that strong, that rich, and makes such a difference in this world? That's, you know, the million dollar question there, right? And and anyone who's building communities is asking that question. Um, I think we're really lucky that ISTE has been around for 40 years, uh, more than 40 years now. We had our 40th, 40th anniversary a couple of years ago. Uh, and so we've just had our, our annual event 
And, you know, we've been doing so much in this space for so long that we've sort of naturally and intentionally built this community of educators who really care about the SD standards, who really care about like, high quality tech integration. Um, and some of it happens naturally, right? That's the, the beauty of community is it's, it's really hard to build something where there's not something already there, right? There's a little bit of magic that has to kind of already be in place. And then it's coming in, it's finding the people who are really excited to get involved more, people who want to volunteer, who want to step up as community leaders, whether capital C, capital L, community leaders, as, as we call ours, or just, you know, any leader in a community. Um, and really empowering those folks to take the lead, to use their expertise, to help really naturally and authentically build that community. Because I could come in as as little ISTE staff person and say, hey, you folks, come over here and do this thing mm -hmm. with me. But it's way less interesting than if it's another educator or someone else who understands what our community deals with on a day-to-day -day, is in that same day-to-day -day, and really understands what those community members need in order to advance their practice. And, and I think one of the gems about this program is that it is a program that builds within itself. I mean, mm -hmm. last year I was brand new to this and, and really one of the reasons why I feel it was successful for me was because other CLs came and said, here's how this works. Here's how you find this. Let's go build this together. And I want to talk a little bit about some of the ways that ISTE CLs are helping out the community and also helping out the greater community. Of course, you can learn more information about the ISTE Community Leader Program over at ISTE.org. You can check everything out under membership. But let's go through some of the things that the ISTE Community Leader Group has doing, and maybe you can show us what it is, how to find it. But I know we are very active on Twitter. How do we keep, how do we keep connected with the ISTE Community Leader Program on Twitter? Absolutely. So we have the at ISTE Community Twitter handle uh, where our community leaders share a lot of things that they're working on. It's where when we do Twitter chats or Twitter spaces conversations, which is new to me, that's the kind of thing that I never would have, you know, as a community builder, wouldn't have stumbled into myself. But we had volunteers who were really excited about trying out Twitter spaces and are leading really excellent conversations over there. Um, and so that, I think, is a, a good starting place to, to find things really focused on uh, what our community leaders are putting together. And then of course, if you are uh, if you are an ISTE member, right? Uh, you can find all kinds of things happening in ISTE Connect, which is our online community. Our community leaders are really active there in those conversations and a lot of upcoming events and things like meetups or um, newsletters or book studies or other activities that are going on being led by our community leaders. Uh, often get shared about there. Um, and if it's something that's open, you know, beyond ISTE members, which many things that our community leaders work on often are, because we are a greater community of, of ISTE folks, even beyond our, our proper members, um, those things mm -hmm. will get shared on that Twitter handle. And these are things that are happening all the time. You know, getting back to Twitter here, the one thing I love is that it's not you know, this one hour we're going to get together and celebrate education. Like, the Twitter chats are set up to be held, was it over a couple of days, over a week? I mean, it's a topic that is very broadly discussed. And no matter what time zone you're in, you can participate in this global event. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we do uh, the slow chat format, which is really nice because you don't have to be there in the moment when it's happening. It's happening over time. It's really easy to get involved with if you are, you know, in a different time zone from when the volunteers are are hosting it. Uh, that's something that I think we're really excited to try and do more of in this coming year is more live activities, more live events that span time zones, um, which is really exciting. As you, you mentioned, we have so many volunteers from around the world, um, even more so in this second year cohort than we had in our cohort last year, which is very exciting. Uh, so excited to serve more of our community by having you know the ability to reach into those different time zones. One of the things I love about the community leaders group is I've never once heard you and and Margaret, your your partner in crime here. I've never once heard you guys say no to us, you know, and, and a good example of that was last year. Somebody said, we'd love to do some kind of a podcasting project. And you said, sure, let's do this together. And in the middle of May, we launched The Edge, a brand new podcast supporting ISTE community leaders, supporting the conference, supporting ISTE and really supporting educators. And it's little things like that that is amazing where really as volunteers, as community leaders, there is no sky. There is no ceiling. We can really put together any type of a program to support us in any different way. Audio, print, video, you name it. There's always opportunities out there for it. And I think that's one of the best features of being a ISTE community leader is you have unlimited resources, unlimited potential, but also there's no ceiling for this, which is really Absolutely. cool. It, well, it's, it's really easy to say yes to all of you because you're such experts, right? And you know what is needed and you have some ideas of how to do it. Or if you don't, someone else on the team has some ideas about how to make it happen. Uh, with uh, The podcast is a great example. Lots of folks wanted to do a podcast, interested in a podcast, don't know where to start with a podcast. And then here comes Jeff with the expertise to help get that that next step to get things moving which is really exciting uh, but it's i you know am a person who often enjoys saying no i think it's a lovely thing to say no to things that uh we don't have you know the capacity or or the bandwidth for but i i you're right i don't think there's ever been anything that's come up from our community leaders that i really felt deserved to no. know uh you're all so great Highly recommend you guys follow the ISTE community on Twitter at ISTE community. Again, we have the monthly Twitter spaces. We have webinars, podcasts, meetups, all the, the ISTE Connect newsletter. Lots of great stuff up here. But Lauren, one of the things that's going on right now around the world is the fact that it is proposal season. And right now, everyone's sitting there scratching their heads saying, what do I put in for ISTE? I want to be a presenter. How do I become a presenter? How does somebody become a presenter at ISTE? That's a great question. And I love this because it is call for participation season. The deadline is September 30th. It's open right now, uh, which is like right around the corner. I know yes. somehow September just started and yet September 30th feels so close. That, that That is one of those things I've heard many teachers say, like, I'm stressed about school and it's ISTE season. <laughs> Yeah, I know. We really just pick the perfect time of year to really hone in on on the existing stress. But but no, I think it's an amazing opportunity to share your expertise. And I often I, I work with so many educators in our community, uh, volunteers and otherwise. And something that I see from educators is 
a like not having the confidence to submit something or not having the confidence in your own expertise, which you're all like practitioners, you all have something that can be shared that's valuable that another educator wants to hear about and learn about. So if you're wondering, like, oh, I don't know if this is good enough. I'm not sure if I really have something worth submitting a proposal for. I really recommend that you do. Um, but in addition to if like submitting a whole session proposal really feels super overwhelming. Uh, this year, we are doing a call for participation where we've often in the past done a call for proposals. Mm. So there's a very key differentiator there in that there are new formats this year to submit for, as well as some new opportunities to raise your hand to participate in other session formats where maybe you're not quite ready to fully take things on and present on your own. You can submit to... Uh, be a presenter on another panel or during a playground, which is a format that might be specific to ISTE. I've only ever encountered it ISTE, which is a, a lots of kind of mini sessions going on in a shared space around the same topic. Uh, but there are ways where you can submit your name and your information for like, hey, I don't, I don't really have a great session proposal idea, but I know a lot about STEM or I know a lot about maker spaces or I am just like a really top-notch librarian or a tech coach and I want to be involved in another opportunity, here's my name for this list. And that is another way that we're hoping folks will get involved this year. Those playground sessions are fantastic. If you, you never had a chance, it really is every amazing topic that's out there all in one floor. And instead of sitting there at a lecture for two hours, just passively, you actually can go up and talk to the person and have a conversation for as long as you want to uh, I had a chance to do a playground last year, and and ironically, the only reason why I was able to do a playground last year was through my involvement in the community leaders program. Uh, you know, people in the group said we need a few extra people to talk about audio and video. There was the in. Without something like that, I might not have had the opportunity to present. And so again, it's this opportunity to to connect to connect to become a community to reach out. Those opportunities then find you in return uh, is, how many ISTEs have you been to just curious i know you've been in with ISTE for five years but i mean have you done more than just the five or how many ISTEs is this yeah so i had never been to an ISTE before i started working for ISTE um chicago in 2018 was my very first ISTE conference so i've been to three in person and two virtual <laughs> so and what makes ISTE now we're talking about the conference, not the company, yes, but what, what what makes the conference special to you? I mean, I know you get a chance to do these things. Why is this just so wonderful? Yeah, it's, I mean, of course I, I get to come at it from the staff side. And so I see, in addition to what it feels like to be there in person, I see how hard our team works to put together like a truly exceptional best in class event. Like we have some of the, I think smartest, like most innovative event planners on our team. And they work so hard to put together just a, a beautiful event. And it's so fun to see all of their hard work come off in person and to see how our attendees and our community experiences it and reacts to it and sees the event in person. Um, and then being there with all of our members of our community, all the educators who are there to connect with each other is just so energizing. 
being particularly being back in person in New Orleans after two years of being virtual was, I think, even for for myself and for I know many of my colleagues, energizing in a way that we had missed being virtual, which our, our virtual events were so exciting and fun. Um, but just being in the same space with everyone, seeing everyone's faces, getting to talk to people, getting to see, you know, that tangible learning in front of you in like a playground where you're interacting with people. There are things to get your hands on in the expo hall. And I think it's just, I know I hear from so many of our community members, it's the thing they look forward to yeah. year round. It's, it's the conference that they go to. Um, and I think that's just really special. The conference, of course, this year is going to be in Philadelphia. It's always at the end of June, right as you know, school year is wrapping up. And, you know, again, today we had a at the day that they were recording this episode, we had our first department meeting and we went around and how was your summer? And somebody's like, oh, my summer actually started at ISTE because that is the first mm-hmm. that is the first thing. I, I, I'd love to dive into this topic, if you will, a little bit. Take us behind the scenes of planning a conference, because I know that while we're at ISTE at the end of June, um, as soon as you guys close that event, you can go online to isteconference.org and there's the website for the next year, the dates, the hotels, all of that stuff. What is the life cycle of the conference planners like yourself? When do you start to plan? When do you start to think about, do you ever get a break from this? I mean, like if you're going to be doing proposals in September, when do you, what, what does this whole year look like just to get that mega conference off the ground to have 20,000 people all show up safely? Absolutely. Well, I'm very lucky in that I am not quite that close to the planning of the event. Uh, I do share, I share a division with our, our folks who work really hard on it. So I have a lot of insight into what goes on. Um, but I, I luckily get more of a break than they do. Um, but like you said, the next year's conference planning kicks off before the current year's conference has even happened. There are several site visits throughout the year that members of our team go to the location of the next year's conference. There's all kinds of planning that happens beforehand and then debriefing right after an event and diving right into the next year's event. Uh, Because as you all see, that period between the event happening and the call for proposals coming back up is very, very short. So there's lots of conversation happening up until the event. And then of course we have to learn from what actually happens at ISTE and see what went really well. What do we feel like we were missing? What could we do better next year? What new ideas do we have? Things like that. And that planning all I think gets to happen in a very compressed (laughs) time period um, between the event and when we have to kick things off for call for proposals. And when do you officially get involved as a community leader, as, as the, you know, the community group, is that a January thing you guys really start to, to ramp up or is that more of a March, April thing? Like when does, when does the planning start to trickle down to the actual member side of the planning? Absolutely. Well, we just, we just had our, our all staff kickoff for the event this week. So we start thinking about things like our own, session proposals, the things that ISTE staff are running at the event. We have the same call for proposal window that everybody else does. Uh, we get a little bit of leeway, but uh, we still are trying to get our events in at the same time because 
the folks who are planning what is happening and when they need to have all that picture at the same time. Right. So around September is usually when I start to get involved. So really there's a, a small window of a break for many of us. Uh, and of course, because I work with our volunteers and our volunteers are such uh, an asset across the organization, lots of folks at SD love to tap the experience of our volunteers. Once proposals close and we move into proposals getting reviewed, lots of our community leaders are helping out with that process. So I'm there helping bridge that relationship between our events team and our volunteers, getting folks involved and helping to review proposals and then into all of the other things that relate to the conference once the program comes out. Now, once we're there on site at the conference, the ISTE community leaders group is in full swing. Talk to us a little bit about some of the events that happen for the community leaders. I remember an amazing lunch in that we had with like an award ceremony. What was I sitting at? What are some of the big perks about being an ISTE community leaders member? Absolutely. Uh, so you're talking about our, our uh, leadership awards luncheon, which all of our community leaders do get an invite to, which is very lovely. And, and a number of our community leaders won the 20 to watch award this year, which was very exciting. Um, it's a, a was a new award and, and was very fun to get to recognize some of our community leaders in that award. Uh, but yeah, community leaders get to come to the awards luncheon, which is, you know, a big VIP experience. But we also have um, member only gatherings we had you know some just community leader only time together as well where we got to hang out with some of our volunteers and give you all your own little lunch and gifts and get just get to say hi and hear how your conference is going um but our community like you're all such engaged members of our community our community leaders are there presenting sessions yeah. running playgrounds um, there are going to be several new formats this year. Like there's going to be campfires, which are more informal discussions that people can submit for campfires. I imagine a lot of our community leaders will be there trying out that new format, running campfires. Like it's hard to track y'all down sometimes, um, <laughs> but it's one could fill their schedule just by checking out ISTE community leaders and their sessions. Do you have a memorable story from last year at ISTE? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, so many, I'm sure. Um, I think just uh, just getting to see all of our volunteers. We uh, recently went through a, a revamp of what our volunteer program structure looks like. So it was the first time that I got to meet a lot of our volunteers in person because we had a lot of new folks come in after the previous version of the program, as well as lots of folks who stuck around who I hadn't seen in a couple of years. So just yeah. all all of the hugs, I was, you know, putting on a, a good show of, I'm not gonna hug anybody, I'm gonna keep my distance. And then I get in there and I, I see all of you and I'm like, come here, let's let's hug, let's shake hands. Um, just, yeah, getting to see everyone and seeing some of our volunteers who I've gotten to know really well, who were at their first ISTE. Um, I think a fellow community leader, Greta Sandler, was there for the first time from Argentina and was so excited and was just like that embodiment of the like joy and energy of being at SD for the first time or just any any time. It was certainly an amazing moment. I, I totally am with what you said. You you just couldn't help but uh, see everybody, hug everybody. Um, some of us 
kind of had some repercussions over doing a lot of the hugging and stuff like that, but that was okay. We, we took care of those things. And I got to gotta be honest with this being in Philly this year, I'm looking forward to having the ISTE community leader, Rocky run. We can go dance around the yes. statue or go to the Reading market. We can do a lot of those ISTE community leader things. If somebody wants to be a member of the ISTE community leader group, how do they do that? That is a great question. So we do only open applications once a year. We do so usually in the spring. Um, ISTE.org slash volunteer, I think will get you to the page that has more information about volunteering as a community leader. Um, but absolutely, I think a good way to begin to get involved is if you're not an ISTE member, you know, plug for becoming an ISTE member and really having full access to that, that full community. But even if you're not, even if you're just, you know, in our greater community, following the ISTE community Twitter handle, joining a Twitter spaces, coming to a meetup, starting to get involved, get the feel for that community. And then when those applications open up, apply to join us. Definitely echo all of that stuff. Head on over to isteconference.org today. If you have any questions about proposals, we welcome it. We've been talking about it in our teacher cast instructional coaches group. Let us know that you guys are out there. Let us know that you're putting in those proposals. Tell us what you're doing. And you know what? If, if you're stuck with these proposals, head on into that Facebook group and say, I want to propose with somebody. I know there's a lot of that stuff going on right now. People from California hooking up with people from New Jersey and saying, let's put in a session together even if you're going from New Jersey to California to even Argentina, have a great time putting in these sessions. This is the time to do so. Head on over to isteconference.org and check out all the great stuff. And I'm looking to welcome y'all to Philadelphia. I'm going to be doing all that, doing all that y'all as we get together here. <laughs> um, Lauren, any, any particular person you want to give a shout out to before we land here? Anybody that's uh, very vital to the ISTE Community Leaders Program that you might want to say hello to while they're on here maybe somebody who should have been on this <laughs> i think you're reading my mind i would love to shout out my colleague margaret atkinson who is our community engagement manager and like you said earlier my partner in crime uh when it comes to the community leader program uh, so much of what we were able to accomplish over the last year and what we're setting ourselves up to do this year is a huge credit to to margaret and is i think you know the really brought the the energy and the joy to this uh volunteer program uh so big shout out to margaret and and one for isti hugs too you know mark margaret uh, we're, we're kind of teasing here but margaret has been absolutely amazing for the program she is there for phone calls for text messages for emails for putting things together making sure we're okay helping us set up the podcast making sure all the social media like margaret we love you you're awesome i know so she must have a twin or something for all that she's able to do well she has three dogs and i think that they all know how to type so they must that's they must. you're right <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions about any of this stuff please head over and over to isti.org you can check that stuff out don't forget to head on over to isteconference.org and of course we're going to leave all the links over here and ask the tech coach podcast episode number 216 uh lauren as we sign off today any last minute advice for anybody putting in proposals and, uh, you know, looking to cross their fingers for the next few weeks. It's the longest few weeks of the school year between when you hit that submit button and when you find out if you're going to be going to ISTE or not. Absolutely. Well, I'd say first, there's no reason not to submit. There's something that you can share. There's a format that's right for you. Um, but I also believe that on the submission page, there is, you know, a chart of acceptance rates, some 
are more likely to get accepted than others, I think, just because there are fewer that get submitted in those categories. So if you really want to game your chances, if you have something great for one of those higher acceptance rate categories or one of those categories that doesn't get a lot, or one of the new categories this year, I think we aren't quite sure what to expect. So never know what could happen. And I think that's a good piece of advice i'm looking right now you know creation lab has a 59 percent acceptance rate research papers hey if you want to write for something uh 67 acceptance rate but there's a lot of great statistics here to check out definitely make sure that you do that and you know what put a couple proposals in it doesn't hurt to do all that stuff and uh, you never know who you'll be able to meet this year at ISTE. hope you guys have a chance to see each other at at ISTE conference this year in Philadelphia. Lauren, thanks so much for all the work that you do for our volunteers, for our CL group, and thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of Ask the Tech Coach. Next week, we've got another great episode coming up to help you in your instructional coaching program. And on behalf of Lauren and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.